Uh, I want to uh, keep continuing. I wish I could tell you when I'll be done with this series. And I'll be honest, Ron was talking up there. If I go to the end of the year with it, it's us understanding who we are and who God is to us. You know, we've said every, every week, God wants you to know more about his character than even his power. He wants his personality because when you understand his personality and you understand and you understand who he is then all of a sudden it becomes easier to accept his power it becomes a place of faith because we have a foundation now today at the end of this message i told you if some of you got the call yesterday we're going to pray for folks all right now if you don't want hands laid on you that's fine that's perfectly fine. Don't, if you come up here and say, I'd rather you not. Say, That's okay, I'm still going to pray for you. You can't stop that, Bill. And you know what? The, the prayer is just as effective with hands laid on you as without. Brother Hagen used to say one way, but not the only way, one way, but not the only way that God heals is by the laying on of hands. That's one way, but not the only way. We get to the point where we try to tell God how he is supposed to react, how he's supposed to do. And so I want to show you this week, God said something to me. He said something interesting. He said, in everything that's going on, my children have forgotten who I am. My brother-in-law, who sang here a couple, uh, a year or so back, he wrote a song called, I Know I Am. And it's, you know, that's what God calls himself. When, when they came to find Jesus in the garden, he said, who do you seek? He said, well, we're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. The, the word is translated, I am he, but really the word he wasn't there. He answered them and said, I am. And the word says that when he looked at them and said, I am, I am the author and the finisher. I am the beginning. I am the end. In that, he said, I'm the healer. I am the deliverer. I am the amazing one. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah Sidkenu. I am Jehovah Medkadesh, my sanctification. We'll get into some of those. But when he said, I am, he covered everything. And when they came in contact with that person, the word says they fell over dead or like dead men. See, well, I don't know about all that falling out stuff. When you come into the presence of God and you come into the presence of I am, something's got to respond. <laughs> we'll go there another day. But today I want to take you to Exodus chapter, well, let's just review. We covered Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. We covered El Shaddai, the breasted one who provides more than enough. We covered Jehovah Shammah, the God who is present or the God who is there. We, Je we covered Jehovah Sidkenu, God is my righteousness. It's not my righteousness, it's Him that makes me righteous. We covered Jehovah Yeshuati, which is the Lord is my salvation. We covered two weeks ago El Hanora, our God is awesome. Last week we, took, we talked about El Rohi, the God who sees. Now I want you to go to Exodus 15, verse 26. I think I'm reading out a new King James today. He says, and if you will diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear 
to his commands and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Now here's, the, here's, the, here's where God wants you to understand who he is. For I am the Lord who heals you. Here's where we find another name of God, Jehovah Rophi. The Lord who heals. The Lord who heals you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk about healing. When the Lord gave me this series when all the corona stuff first started, and this is the first one I thought, I'll do that one first. And he said, no, don't. And so every week I kept wanting to get into this one, and he kept saying, no, not yet. And, 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 and I said, well, why, Lord? He said, just wait. Because some it's as big anymore. And see, now everybody seems to be more relaxed, a little bit. And he wants you to know that in everything, he is Jehovah Rophi. Now, I'm going to look at one set of scriptures today. But it may take me a little while to get through them. Because we're going to define a whole lot of words today. So this is going to be a different message for you. It's different because we're going to define what these scriptures were actually saying in their original language, or actually understood what these were. How many of you know, we were talking about this in my family the other day, it would be hard to come to America and try to learn our English. Because so many words have so many different meanings. You can say a word one way, it means one thing, and in some way it's the same word and it's just the different inflection of your voice takes on a whole different meaning. And so... When they read, when, when, when the Jews of Jesus' time read out of this set of scriptures, they understood what these words actually meant, not just the word itself. Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 7 are all we're going to look at today. But it may take me a little while, so please hang on. He whiz, he whiz? Okay. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid as it was, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. He is despised and rejected of men. Now what does it say there? He is a man of sorrows. Well see, we think, well he's just sad. No, sorrow doesn't mean just sad. Look at the word sorrow. The word sorrow actually means to be in pain. To be sore. To be sorrowful. To have physical and mental pain. See, when God says he begins to expose himself to us and who he is in Isaiah 53 verse 3 he says he is a man who understands what pain is he is a man who understands your mental pain he is a man that understands your physical pain he went through it all we think that Jesus just died on the cross to take away our sin you got to understand when the cross was the greatest thing that could ever happen to humanity because on that cross he took your physical pain he took your mental pain 
and all the sorrow that was attached to it, it means to be sorrowful. So not only does it mean sorrow, but it means he took your pain, both physical and mental. Isaiah 53 says that he was acquainted with grief. That word acquainted means to have an intimate knowledge of. Jesus didn't just understand. He understood intimately your pain. He understood intimately what it means to be sore. What it means to have physical and mental pain. The word grief, we think of him just being sad. Why did he use sorrow and grief in the same sentence there? The word grief actually means to become weak, to become sick, to become diseased, to become grieved, and to become sorry. See, I wanted you to get a whole different idea of what happened on the cross. On the cross, Jesus actually took on your pain both mentally and physically and he became weak he be, he was intimately acquainted he became weak he became sick he became diseased he became sorrowful he became grieved why because he couldn't live up to his name i am the god that heals you if he doesn't touch every part of your life that needs healing some of us need mental healing because of things that's gone on in our life don't look at nobody some of us need to understand physical healing but I want you to know Jesus didn't come just to heal you physically he came to heal the whole man your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirit your body, the whole person he came to heal verse 4 Surely he hath borne our griefs now, we already looked at what grieving is the same word there. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. So what did he do? He bore our grief. He, he bore what we was to become. And carried our pain, our sickness, mental and physical. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The word born, it means to lift, to bear up, to support, to sustain, to take away, or what? To forgive. So what did he take away? What did he lift up? What did he bear? Our griefs, our pain, both physical and mental, our sorrow. Anything that will cause, he carried it. He forgave it, supported it, endured it, and took it away. This is Jehovah Rapha. This is the God that heals you. Now, I want, I want to go back to verse 4 for a second. Because the kicker with this, guys. I'm, you say, well, bro, why are you doing this? Why? Through these definitions. Because I want you to understand it's more than what we just read. This is how they understood the scripture, Ted. They understood the scripture meant every part of their body. It's we did esteem him stricken. That word esteem 
You say, well, what's, what's so important about that? Because I want you to know something. This wasn't God's plan. This wasn't God's doing. We read it that way. We did esteem him stricken of God. <laughs> stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. That word esteem means to think up, to plan, to imagine, to invent, or to consider. That's what we did. See, when humanity nailed Jesus on the cross, they came up and they thought, well, God's done this to him. God has left him there. It says, no, we came up with this idea. We invented this. We thought up this plan. It says, we esteemed him. We thought him to be stricken by God. But the thing is, he wasn't stricken by God. He was stricken by humanity. And when humanity put him on the cross, they had no idea when they stood before Pilate and they declared his blood be on us and our children, they were making a prophetic declaration. He will be Jehovah Rapha, my healer of my mental pain, the healer of my physical pain, the taker and the carrier away of my sorrow. His blood be on us and our children. We may think God did this to him, but we cried out and he answered our crazy cry for justice. That'll make you reread what Jesus said on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me a little differently? Because then you have to go back and figure out what he meant in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when he said it was God in Christ reconciling. God didn't leave Christ. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. Actually, On the cross, when Jesus was crying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you realize he was starting a song? It was their favorite psalm. It's a one they knew in Psalms 22 that describes the crucifixion in detail. He was, that was him saying, look around. Everything you've been singing about the Messiah coming is happening right now. He wouldn't say God left him because God didn't leave him. He was saying, look around. It's being completed right here in front of you. I am Jehovah Rapha. I have taken your pain. I've taken your mental problem. I've taken your sickness. I've become your disease. I have become all of this for you. My God, look around, look around. He was singing a song. Verse 5 of a This messes me up. But he was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised. For our iniquity. And the chastisement. Of our peace. Was upon. Him. And with. His stripes. Say it. We are healed. He was wounded. Yes, that word does mean to wound, but it also means to wound fatally. To bear through, to pierce, to be slain. Why? He was wounded for our transgressions. The word transgressions, for my rebellion against individuals. 
for my rebellion against nations and for my rebellion against God. In a world that seems torn apart by inequality and racial divide, it's because we've forgotten Jehovah Rapha, who was died for our transgressions, our rebellion against people, our rebellion against people groups. Oh, if we just understood how God could heal our land. But just because his name is Jehovah Rapha, he could heal it. But we, somebody has to tell them about this God. We've told them about the one that's ready to kick you out at the very first moment you've done something. We've told them about the great big combat boot in the sky. When are we going to tell them about the God who has decided that I'll take your pain, I'll take your mental, I'll take your physical, and I will heal a land, and I will forgive what you've done to individuals, I will forgive what you've done to nations. My God, we need Jehovah Rapha. He was bruised for our iniquities. The word bruised means to allow oneself to be crushed. Man cried out for justice. You realize it's always been man's cry. It's not been God's plan. We need rules to live by. Go to the top of the mountain. I'll give you some tablets. We need a king. God, it's funny how God was never good enough for them. And it's funny what we've tried to add to it too. And it wasn't God's idea. Give us a king. Okay. He was bruised. He allowed himself to be crushed, broken, and shattered. Not just a little bruise because you got thin skin. But he allowed himself. See, I want you to get a side of the cross. Of everything that was happening on the cross. It was the greatest. I better not say that. Why was he bruised? For our iniquities. Oh, that sounds, that's a nice word, iniquities. It means perversion. It means depravity. It means iniquity. And it means... So he allowed himself to be broken for our perversions. Well, that's... You wouldn't be so judgmental of somebody else's perversion if you had introduced them to Jehovah. Who became crushed for their perversions. Who allowed himself to be broken for their perversions. Come on. I thought you was going to talk about healing. I am. It's the whole man. We want, to do, we want to declare healing because I don't cough anymore. Healing is much deeper than your physical needs, but it includes your physical needs. He allowed himself to be crushed and shattered for our depravity and for our guilt. See, if and scattered for our perversion, iniquity, and guilt, guess who doesn't have to pay for that anymore? The person sitting beside of you. 
Because he has paid the price. He has done it. He cried, it is finished. I am Jehovah Rophe. I have reconciled these things back to my father. Glory to God. And the chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. The word chastisement means to discipline, to chasten, the correction. So the for my shalom. For my shalom. That's what is the word peace there is. So the correction, you say, well, shalom, we know that's a, that's a Jewish word that they say to each other. And, and it does mean peace, Bill. But it also means completeness. See, when you're walking in peace, you're walking in a complete state of man. Oh, glory. Somebody better get that. When we're walking in peace, we're walking in a completion state of man. My completeness, my welfare, my peace, my safety, my soundness in everything scripture has to do with healing. Healing the whole man. It, shalom means peace. It means completion. It means welfare. It means safety. It means soundness. It means health. It means prosperity. I think some of us need to know Jehovah Rophi in here. It means our prosperity, our contentment, our friendships with others, and especially our friendship with God. So the chastisement, the correction of my life back to this person was done through Jesus. Now through Jesus, when I begin to accept Jehovah Rophi, I am beginning to accept him as the one who made me complete, who fixed my welfare, who fixed my peace, who now live in soundness and on my body. I now live in health and prosperity and contentment, and I am a friend of God. Oh, the cross. The wondrous cross. The wondrous, glorious, enigmatic cross that has fixed humanity. If, like they said while Ron was up there today, if they just accepted. It's free. There's nothing they have to do. It's to say, I know this is my reality and I walk in it now. <laughs> and it says, by his stripes. By his bruises. By his stripes. By his wounds. By the blows he received. We are healed. I love the word healed. The word healed means to be made healthy by our healer. And by his wounds, we are made healthy. Healer, our physician of individual, this is where healed comes from, our individual distresses, it means to heal literally of defects and hurts. This is the God you serve. 
This is the God who wants to reveal himself to you, that he is this healer. This is who he is. This is his name. Jehovah, Rophi, my healer. It's so much more than just healing. It's physical healing. It's my mental healing. It's my pain. It's my hurt. It's even when I'm sore. It's when my pinky toe hurts and my pinky finger hurts. He is my healer. Verse 6, all we like on astray, that means it just means you're a sheep out there somewhere. You know what's awesome about, you know what's awesome about being a sheep out there? He still comes looking for you. <laughs> Even if you're the only one. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity. What iniquity is? Our perversion, our depravity, and our guilt. He has laid on him all of our perversion, all of our depravity, and all of our guilt. So guess what you don't have to carry anymore? Verse 6. I'm trying, we're, we're, we're coming down. Verse 6, there's not a whole lot of words to define because they, they say just about the same thing. All we like sheep have gone astray. He laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now verse 7. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a he is a brought as a lamb before her shears is done. So he opened not his mouth. I want to give you two words out of that. First, the word oppressed. It means hard pressed, be driven to oppress, of course, but to exact or exert a demanding pressure from a taskmaster, a ruler, an oppressor, or a tyrant. Or oh, Lord. Well, who did him that way? I did that. You did that. Why? Because he was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. So now here, this is going to blow your mind. You ready? If he was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, Ephesians chapter 2 from the foundation of the world. So if we were all in him from the foundation of the world when we're born we're actually in him because we're already found in him before the world ever started so before Adam ever sinned God had already forgiven him <laughs> oh, y'all okay so God comes down skipping in the evening out to play with his buddy Adam Hey, Adam, where are you at? Adam was the one who ran from God. God has never ran from mankind. God has never ran away from us. It is us when we hold on to this guilt and all this stuff that I've read, all this perversion and depravity and iniquity and all this, and I feel so dirty and I feel, we don't realize that he cleaned us up before he put us here. And us 
living out these other things is us living contrary to the nature that he has created us and so we demanded justice and God sent his son and on the cross the greatest joke was ever played in the universe that God said you thought to get him, but I have provided a Jehovah, a Rapha, a healer to heal all of their parts. Now, oh, glory. He was afflicted to be affected or continued or often repeated pain either in body or mind suffering grief and distress of any kind everything it took for you to walk in peace was placed on him on that cross and now just like salvation it's just up to us it's just up to us to receive it. I'm going to read these verses to you one more time. We're just reading them. But I want to read them to you according to what Bob calls the scripture translation. Only, we're only going to read them by the definitions. Hold up, Bobby. Only by the definitions. You said that. Only by the definitions that I just read. You can't change scripture. I'm not. I'm defining scripture. So, you ready? Isaiah 53, verse 3. Go, Bobby. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow, of physical and mental pain, a man of hurt. He has intimate knowledge with weakness. He has become sick. He has become diseased. He has become grieved. He has become sorrowful. We hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did nothing to help. Surely he has lifted up, borne, sustained, endured, taken, and cast our weaknesses, our sicknesses, and our diseases. He carried our pains, both physical and mental. Yet we had a plan and invented consider him stricken when it was indeed us but he was pierced wounded fatally for our rebellion against God our rebellion against people and our rebellion against nations and our fellow man he allowed himself to be crushed and broken and be shattered for our perverse depravity, iniquity, and our guilt. The correction of our completeness, of our welfare, of our peace, of our safety, of our soundness in our body, our health, our prosperity, our contentment was put on Him. He took the correction so you don't have to. Now you can walk in shalom. <laughs> restore our friendship and God with his bruises his blows his stripes and his wounds we are 
healed. God, our healer and physician, has healed us of individual distress, defects, and hurts. This is what you've already received. We've, we've heard this term years. Just accept Jesus as your Savior. How about we just accept him as our healer? He's already saved us. He's already healed us. This is what the cross did. Go ahead. All we like sheep have gone astray and have all gone our own way and tried to do things the way that we want them done. And the Lord has placed on him all of the things that we have ever done wrong. He was hard pressed, driven with demanding pressure as from an oppressor, which was us. He was affected with an often repeated pain in body, in mind, grief, and stress. This is Jehovah Rophi, the healer of the entire man. Body, mind, It's the whole man. Reese, if you'll turn all the lights off except that big one overhead, not the stage lights, leave them on. And take your phone and put some, just some instrumental music on since Dee's playing. I'm here today. This is what God said to do, and I've been wanting to do it for, this is, you realize this is week number eight. We've been talking about the names of God. I've been wanting to do this for eight weeks, and he's just now letting me do it. If you're dealing with sickness, you're dealing with pain, 